liked your favorite band I said yes Well they're alright I guess But they're growing on me less each day Now I must admit that the game is stale Everything's the same but the flame has failed I say please, my favorite band is Squeeze I have all of their CDs except for Babylon and on Doorway, eyes blue like Norway eyes in the vanishing light. Oh, flattery is my forte, but I'll say no more, say no more. You look ravishing tonight. Eyes bluer than Norway eyes, nothing matters this time. Oh, flattery is my forte, but I'll say no more, say no more. But you look ravishing. Kleenex Girl Wonder with my You Look Ravishing Tonight. The sort of sequel to Eric Clapton for this uh, Valentine's Day. My name is Nick Powell. This is The Beat. You're listening to BFF.fm. I just had a nap. And luckily I woke up at like 3.25 and I was able to make it over here. Uh, My... The beat almost suffered a nap delay, but not so. We got a great show coming up for you today, fully stacked and packed. Um, We have, uh, at 4.30, uh, we'll be doing Beat the Game, which is our video game discussion show. We're going to be talking about The Witness, which for those of you uh, who are plugged into the PC gaming world, or the sort of modern gaming world in general will know is a sort of for you know I hate to fall back on cliches but just to uh, to put 
it in a little box. Uh, it's sort of a mist um, type of game uh, in terms of it's like sort of you're walking around a mysterious island with a lot of puzzles. Um, it's a big deal, a lot because of who made it, um, but also it's just been incredibly well received. Um, I've had a good time playing it. Uh, I don't... I haven't gotten addicted, you know? I mean, I'm still... It hasn't taken over my life like it has for some people. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what Forrest thought. I haven't talked to him about it since he started playing. Um, so uh, Forrest Guest, my co-host, co-host will be... That'll be for our Christmas show. Will be uh, joining me to talk about that at 4.30. At 5.30, um... Lily Simonson, uh, my co-host for Artbeat, will be joining me to talk about Beyonce. I just watched that video for the first time today, uh, and I got a lot to say about it. Um, and, you know, I read some of the articles about it. Obviously, I'm not going to be the only person with a lot to say about it. Um, anyway, we'll get into that uh, at 5.30. But uh, until then, I kind of... Um, I didn't have a specific Valentine's Day theme, but when I did put all these songs together with Valentine's Day on my mind, I, they're kind of uh, heartbreak-related songs, mostly. Not because I'm trying to be punk rock, uh, but just because, to me, those are the best narratively, lyrically. Uh, I don't know. They're the most intense. Uh, this first song is a song that I just heard recently. It's by a band that I probably would be embarrassed of if I wasn't such good friends with you guys, uh, of liking. Um, they're kind of like a, I don't know, mainstreamy, skatery punk, uh, new punkish band. Um, but I really have been listening to this song all week. Uh, it's by a band called Microwave. Uh, who I had never heard of before. The song is called But Not Often. And it'll start us off here on the beat on BFF.fm. Thank you for tuning in. Spending all my time And you don't 
Oh, hey. I was just exchanging text messages with my co-host of Beat the Game, uh, who is on his way. He's got six minutes to make it. Um, but he says he's two blocks away. He didn't realize how slow his dog was. So they had some trouble getting back from the park. But he's going to make it, so... You know, much ado about nothing. Uh, that was Big Eyes. Uh, the song is called Now That You Aren't Mine. Off of their album Hard Life. That's a band that I like in theory. But I haven't found too many songs that really grab me. That was the first one to really, where I was like, that's a freaking banger. And with a lot, as with a lot of bands, like, you know, I went for the ballad, but, um, what are you gonna do, man? That lead guitar line is freaking some pentatonic gold right there. Uh, before that, Cheap Girls, kind of on purpose. I like the line in that song, he goes, I don't even know if that's a love song, but it's gotta be, because there's this great line, he goes, I, I lost, I lost a few things in the Carolinas. I lost my keys, but then I found them. And I lost you too, but that was kind of on purpose. See, when I'm right, you know, I can't be courteous. Before that, Pup did Guilt Trip off of their record uh, called Pup. Pup is a Canadian punk rock band that is uh, uh, in the current circuit. Uh, and I just heard a great new song from them. I don't know what it's called, but um, looking forward to more stuff coming out from them. Uh, before that, a classic Fancy Pants by the Bananas off their first record. Uh, and the Clarendon Hills, some local faves, uh, with a song called Just Can't Talk to You. And the Microwaves started us off. Or sorry, just Microwave. Microwave started us off. Um, anyway, uh, we've got uh, a bunch of jams. In, in fact, this is going to be one of those days when I have too many jams and not enough time. So should I start cutting right now? Or, gosh, this whole set looks fun. That one's empty. Okay, there we go. And then there's all these ones. Did I miss? Did I? Do I? Am I missing one? Well, maybe I don't have that many songs. I still got plenty of songs. All right, well, let's just continue down the list. This is a song off of a compilation uh, that I play a lot of songs off of called Moshi Moshi. Uh, this one's by a band called Bennett. The song's called Just Because I Liked You in the Summertime. It's brutal. It's brutal, guys. Uh, you're listening to The Beat on BFF.FM. Thanks for tuning in.
Always stretched out, always wanting more But it's over at last And I don't, don't want to hear about what's past Now it's gone, so goodbye It's time to watch us Live from high above Cap Street in San Francisco, California, it's Beat the Game. Beat the Game. On BFF.FM. Alright, hey Forrest. What up, Nick? You made it? I did. It was uh, it was looking looking rough there for a second. Yeah, 
But is Baxter uh, just, uh, is he just uh, curious? Is that what's going on? Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you're a dog, you don't get out much. Every tree is an adventure, so. Yeah, so he just had a lot of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really my fault. I, I should not have. He kind of plays the trip back from Presida Park like you play Fallout. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm going to just check out every single thing before. He's like, maybe there's a quest any... giver back right. here. Yeah. Right, maybe there's like a side quest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. He's got to make sure he gets all the good drops. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a poop joke? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, I don't know. There's a few things that I was thinking about, but... Uh, well, let's... I, let's... I think we should just jump right into it. We're here to talk yeah. about The Witness today. Yeah, The Witness. Um, so, I got this game, I think, the day it came out, uh, and... I was immediately super into uh, into it. Um, I think at the, for the first four or five hours, you know, mm. and then I started kind of like more um, uh, dabbling. You know what I mean? Like now I'm yeah. kind of like an open for half an hour kind of guy. Solve yeah. two or three puzzles, poke around a little bit. How have you been enjoying the game? Um, I think maybe I need to adopt your strategy. Mm-hmm. I I went all in on it and. As you tend to do. Yeah, so for about two days, I put like eight hours a day in. Eight hours is probably an exaggeration. I put a lot in, though. Um, I unlocked... Have you fully unlocked a zone yet? I don't... Well, I don't know what that means. You get like a laser beam that comes Yeah, I got two laser beams. Yeah, so I've got three laser beams, and I'm mostly through a fourth. And it's good... By the way, I want to say a lot. People are being super, super careful about this game, and yeah. given that we're all friends here, and I don't think <laughs> that like there's too much danger that there are swaths of people listening to this that are going to uh, revolt. This is going to be as many spoilers as we can yeah, we can if- muster. Given, uh, of course, the fact that as you can, t- as you've just heard, I only have two lasers and Forrest only has three lasers, so we can't completely spoil. Uh, so you don't have yeah, to worry. We're not going to give away the game. ending, but we are going to give as many spoilers as we feel yeah, inclined to. It, it is important to note that this game actually can be spoiled. Um, the main mechanic is a puzzle, uh, and if you know like the trick to solving the puzzle, it kind of does ruin some of the excitement. Yeah. Okay, so that said, anyway, go go ahead. Um, I was, if you remember what you were saying, in, this is probably the first game where I wish there was more story. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it just felt like a bunch of puzzles stacked together, and then yeah. like the island seemed kind of mysterious until I realized it was just sort of a dra- uh, backdrop for more of the puzzles. Like mm-hmm. the there's an area that has statues, and the statues are essentially just hints on how to solve the puzzles. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually something that is sort of like discouraging me a little bit from like continuing in the game. Is yeah, there's a lot of environmental hints. In other yeah. words, a lot of what the environment is is just basically a. It's like you kind of need to back up from it and then look at it as like a map, and then it yeah. becomes little parts become a map. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's like when you first get into it. Like, there's definitely something in in other parts of my life. I've kind of been experiencing it, like the the frisson of discovery, like. Just that feeling when you're like, oh, I finally cracked the code or whatever. I figured it out. There's definitely an element there. And and I think that's the main point of enjoyment for this game, at least that I could see. Mm -hmm. Um, The puzzles are nice to solve, but... Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about it. And just to give a little background, so 
the puzzle, you know, so the basic idea is like you you're dropped into this world. It's a first person looking game. In other words, you are you're seeing from your own point of view. You're walking around the way that you would in a in a shooter or something like that. Um, but it's not a combat game. It's a game where you're basically well. There's no explanation. You're on a beautiful island. You're confronted with these sort of line. They, it doesn't really matter what the puzzle is, other to say that it's like it's sort of a geometric puzzle where you got to get the right pattern and if you get the right pattern it sort of unlocks yeah it's sort of it's just the whole thing is essentially like a maze puzzle but with some twists and turns yeah and i i would say the game does an excellent way of describing to you what you need to do without um actually using any words yeah so this is something we've talked about before and i think this is like some like if there were like ten criteria that a game operated on, like this should be one of them. Like this is like one of the notes that you have to hit to make a perfect game is that you need to be able to sort of onboard the player uh, to the complexity of what they are supposed to be doing throughout the game without boring them or just yeah. have, making them go through sort of t- repetitive tutorials yeah. or whatever. And this game does a great job of that. Yeah, so you start with the very like... simple puzzles and then each puzzle teaches you a new little thing. And then sometimes you get to a puzzle where you don't get it and then you're like, that's because I haven't learned. Yeah, you There's wander new... around and then you yeah. figure out and then you're kind of like, oh, right. So I'm, you know, so uh, one place that I that I thought was really cool like this is... Um, did you do those? Uh, you pr- you probably got to those. Um, there's four hedge mazes. Yeah. One of them is like sort of dark brown, and one of them's like a little. You They're know, the but... seasons actually. Oh, are and they? You come in at summer, and then it's fall, and then winter and spring. Oh, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, each one of them is like a little. There's a. It's like a step further, right? Yeah. So like the first one, there's doors in the way, and so you need to kind of like use. You realize that you can't go through where the doors are, and then the second one, there's like leaves in the way or something, and so you can't. You, that you can go through but so you need to think about it more subtly the third one i remember playing it and then and i have a uh, you know as as we talked about during um what game was that that we were talking about this during uh uh, uh oh the the mobile games oh it was with helen your replacement oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway uh as i want to do i was playing with the sound off and then and, yeah me too and then i realized that was a sound puzzle, uh, but again, so it's hard to explain without kind of like going down into explaining everything. But in, in other words, the same it's the same feeling of like each one. Whenever you don't understand something, you're like, that's because there's a sort of extra level of abstraction that I haven't quite caught yet. Yeah, and then you sort of catch it, and that's really satisfying. Did you get the puzzles on the water? I don't think I've been. No, I haven't been there's, much in the water. There's a set of puzzles. It's not in the water, but they're right on the water next mm-hmm. to the glass foundry or the ceramic studio. Mm-hmm. And it took me the longest time. There was like a little thing on the ground that would like play a clip to you, but the clip was just like a quote from a religious scholar from the 1400s. Mm-hmm. And I just could not figure the puzzle out. And then I, I like you said, I just kind of took a step back actually in game and realize that like certain things in the environment lined up through the puzzle. Mm-hmm. There's also an area in um, one of the temples where it's the same thing. You have to get certain things to line up. Yeah, there's one where you're looking through the window, and then the window sort of shows you... Yeah, it's like a the, cutout of yeah, the tree. Yeah, it was a, it's sort of the line you see through the window is the answer to the puzzle that's outside yeah. the window. Yeah, it's... it's So, I mean, I think, that, yeah, that's really cool, and it's a really... Um, so, 
A, a the onboarding is great. B the the base puzzle is a great puzzle. It's yeah. just like a fun puzzle to do. Like I really liked, and actually this brings me to sort of where I've kind of gotten a little. My pace has slowed. Um, is that I, when I started, I was I loved that just uh, challenge and then like achievement, challenge, achievement, yeah. challenge, achievement, challenge, achievement, and I was going through puzzle after puzzle after puzzle, and they get more and more complex. They get where they have those little Tetris pieces that you have mm. to kind of like use you know so there are all these new rules that they put in the puzzle where you have to sort of make a line that accommodates all of these requirements the black squares can't be connected to the white squares and then you have to form a certain shape around certain parts um and that was really fun for me because it was like doing sudoku or something it was like doing something that gets progressively harder but is the same rules yeah and then as things got more abstract I think I do get satisfaction from the abstractness in that, like, you kind of take a step back and then sort of sort of realize it, and you go, oh, and you kind of have that nice moment of discovery. But it also does make it less of, like, a uh, the thing where you can look at it and be like, I know there's an answer to this that I just need to noodle out. Yeah. And it's more like, I know there's an answer to this, but I don't know if I'm equipped to answer this, so I might... I might just, like, it might be hopeless for me to be trying to solve this right now. There are a few, too, where it tries to make it complicated for you. Like, there's one uh, there's one puzzle that uses um, apple trees. Mm-hmm. And I basically solved the final puzzle by brute force because I didn't want to walk around. Interesting. And so, it turned yeah. out to be easier to do that than actually... Yeah, so I've taken I've just out of like uh, like not for not huge frustration but out of slight frustration sort of sort of tried to brute force a couple of puzzles but it hasn't I haven't had I haven't done one yet because I've kind of like I'll do it like two three times and then I'll be like no 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 I go I'll go figure it out you know yeah. but uh, but of course yeah I mean and I, I'd be interested to know you know from a um, design perspective i'm sure that like when they were designing the game they took it to account like how easy are these puzzles to brute force yeah. and i wonder like on average how easy they are because I'm, I'm you know i mean i it would have to i'd have to think about sort of how many combinations of one of those obviously if it's a big if it's like a grid of more than three boxes each way like i'm sure there are yeah. almost infinite numbers but if you know half of what you need to do, it might be easier to sort of brute force the rest. <laughs> yeah, the tree one was pretty easy because you're essentially just picking an endpoint. Um, it's a binary tree, so at every juncture it splits into two mm-hmm. or less. Yeah. But there were only like eight options across the top. And so like gotcha. I started looking at the tree and I was like, I'm clearly haven't been given enough information here. Yeah. Why, why don't I just pick one through eight until right. it works? Right. And then I did. Yeah, I'm also starting to like sort of um, get, you know, so like the other thing that I'm getting a little lost in the organization of the um, the world. In other words, there, like I understand that there are sort of these towns and that, you know, each one has a laser coming out of it at some point, but I don't, I kind of like. I've kind of gotten where, like, there, like, in the, for, at the beginning of the game, there was a definite flow. Well, you start in the courtyard, and yeah. there's, a, there's a great flow, and then, and then I sort of, ta- I happened, or I don't know if happened, but I was, dire- I, I ended up going to the next another stage that where I was really making kind of progress, and now I'm kind of like, I'm kind of floating, like, yeah. kind of like, I'm kind of going here, kind of going there, trying to get 
Gotta get another, get purchase again. Yeah, and you wander around too, and you're like, maybe I have enough to solve this, and then you run into something that doesn't make any sense, and you're like, yeah, okay, I'll probably figure this out later, but where else can I go? Right, so then you're like, oh, you basically go around just kind of like waiting to, to, to run into something that you can solve. Like, yeah. just like, oh, I hope I bump into something I'm qualified for. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, so um, let's 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 see. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Um, I mean, there's sort of the sort of progression of like this game as like a so you know. Oh, l- go ahead. L- maybe we should start asking two questions. What do you think about this game as a game? Like, just for the entertainment value, mm-hmm. like, would you like on sort of the Jenga scale? Like, there's no real purpose to Jenga except to play it. And what do you think about this game as a piece of art? Okay, well, so I think the the second question is maybe easier, which is like, I, so, well, I so I don't know, I don't know why the people are frozen, <laughs> but um, like, uh, I don't think I think that the most of the uh, artistic value of the game for me so far is. Uh, is it's like aesthetically, it's nice. Yeah, like, it's got. It's pretty. Uh, it's, got, it's got elements that are very pretty yeah. and very just like satisfying. The design of the puzzles, the way you interact with them, just the sounds and the way that the pacing and the, the you know what I mean? The way it feels when you clunk into the right answer and it goes, Joke! yeah, and, you know, all of that is so from a just sort of design perspective, it's really pretty um, in terms of the the sort of world. It actually is a little bit like trite, I think, mm. like like. You know, it's like, um, actually, this actually brings up a really great point, which I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about this game, uh, and not that this is a podcast, this is a live radio show, <laughs> but uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they, they were talking about this game, and a, ga- a game came up uh, that they related it to, and it's been, it's been... I've been I've been thinking about it, and all of a sudden I realize there are a lot of things that relate to this game, and I want to see if you can guess the game. But I'm trying to figure out what hint to give you. So, the witness bears a striking and not maybe not striking, but a serious and 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 sort of funny re- resemblance to a certain game from the 1990s that you mentioned on this show. No, of course Mist is a comparison, but that you have mentioned on this show. I would say it was earlier than Mist. Huh. Uh, I've mentioned. And you briefly mentioned on this show, it definitely had... uh, So, well, okay, so here's how I'll get there. Um, So discovering a ancient, sort of abandoned world that that has a lot of history that you don't understand that you don't yet oh, understand is it the dig yeah it's yeah. the dig so and that's so the one is that what i was just describing but then the other very obvious um relationship with the dig right is the the puzzles is the lasers oh yeah you know you got yeah. you got to form five lasers to the center to unlock the great you know whatever the mystery the yeah. great mystery of the thing anyway so um so, but I, but I yeah. mean that 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 goes to sort of show my point, which is I don't think that it rips off the dig, but I do think that it's sort of like there's something very obvious about like oh really it's a mysterious world where something clearly bad happened, but I yeah. don't know anything about the history, yeah. you know what I mean? And now I have to like my my uh, sense of mystery is is peaked, and I and I and I sort of have to go on this lonely quest to discover it. It has a certain sense of, yeah, of, of I think. You know, like that. You know, so anyway, so that would be my only criticism of the artistic style. 
I think design-wise is beautiful. I think other, but you know, that criticism actually is a pretty serious criticism because I really don't have anything good to say about the sort of storytelling of yeah. the game. I love, and again, I love the wires. The wires are awesome. Yeah, like everything yeah. design-wise is awesome. Yeah, I mean, there. So for me, uh, I think as a game, it probably has pretty high value, but as a work of art, it kind of misses the mark. It, I, I mean, it, even in the sense of like, you can kind of see what uh, Jonathan Blow is like striving for a little bit, um, but I just Which don't is think. What? Well. And maybe it's just because we've been playing so many games about like the creation of games or creation in general, like mm. Stanley Parable and um, uh, what was the one um, with all the half-created games? Well, that was the sequel to Stanley Parable, not yeah. the follow-up, the, um, the Beginner's Guide, yeah. The Beginner's Guide and Dr. Langescott. Like, so many yeah, of these yeah. games are just um, obsessed with the act of creation uh-huh. and I, I understand the impulse, but again, for me, that kind of, like, and maybe it wasn't intentional, but for me, The Witness, uh, it kind of seems like it's purposefully trying to show that this world was being created and sort of left set aside at one uh-huh. point. Like, there's, like, ruins, but they aren't really ruins so much as they're just, they seem incomplete, you know? Interesting. So, I haven't picked that, and you kind of said, you mentioned a sort of a ceramic studio, which I didn't, I mean, I haven't thought to that level. I couldn't have made a comment like that because I haven't thought to that granular detail. But you're picking up this thing of of that that this is a world that sort of was being built and was, yeah, kind of, yeah interesting. So you uh, that's think, a vibe so, I get. I mean, so you think that maybe that there's going to be some sort of, uh, uh, that he's going to try and get some, or they, I mean, I, I don't want to be too auteur about this, but that the, the, the game is going to try and sort of squeeze some, um, some juice or some meaningfulness out of this idea of like what it means to create a puzzles and create a world. And yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's going to go that far. I just think like all the cues and, um, touches, mm-hmm. uh, kind of imp- imply that, the you know and maybe it wasn't even really a conscious thought on his part that the world is in like was being created right. and just um trying to be like a commentary on like what happens when we set aside our works right. maybe i don't know oh interesting um i do know that Man, you're getting kind of deep on this <laughs> well i read i read a little bit about the game i try to read a few interviews or reviews yeah. to kind of get another viewpoint and make sure i have enough to talk about yeah yeah um and he jonathan blow had said that he wanted to make specifically about games he created after braid that he wanted to make games for people who read uh, Infinite Jest and Gravity's Rainbow that are kind of more challenging than a normal game. But honestly, I don't really think... I think I could see, again, his goal, his target here, but I don't think he really hit that mark. Interesting. So it's like, yeah, I mean, having read at least 100 pages of each of those books, (laughs) um, it's like there's some kind of, like, deep like postmodern nihilism that's supposed to be implied but really is not there's not yeah i, really I think he up. meant more the challenge of it like it's he doesn't want to make a work that's just accessible he's not going to make like a cartoon right hmm. and he's not going to make like a stephen king novel he's going to try to create something that um takes real work to understand properly hmm. um and you just don't necessarily buy that yeah well i mean it's there yeah 
Which I, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic I, to that point of view. I will absolutely say that I, I may not have gotten deep enough in to have caught it, but it kind of feels like uh, in The Matrix when you see the architect and he's just like spouting something. Like he's trying right, to sound like really right, smart, but yeah. you can tell you there's like nothing watching, behind it. You feel like you're watching season two, season three of Lost right Yeah, now, exactly. You're just like, all right, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I didn't come into it with that because I didn't have that background. Um, so... Yeah, there is some interest to like, right? Like, so there, there is this interesting thing about how there's like a guy with a laptop. Have you seen? Did you notice that guy? No. Yeah, like at the top where all the lasers are going, there's like a guy with a laptop just hanging out, <laughs> like frozen, you know, and his yeah. he's but he's like holding his laptop, and then the, and then but then like down in the in the in the in the meadows, there's like elf guys. So yeah. you're like, am I in medieval elf yeah. land or yeah. am I in like modern? You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's kinda, and, uh, so that's have an interesting. You been to the glass platforms yet? There's a whole bunch more statues back in there. Mm-hmm. Um, like the it, ones where you walk across them, or yeah, so to you, solve the puzzle to actually do the yeah, puzzle. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah, thing you can do on the puzzle itself is reset it. Right, exactly. but you walk yeah. across the glass to yeah, yeah. activate them. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a whole bunch of statues back in there, but it doesn't really seem to be a coherent story. Or again, maybe I haven't yeah, put the mental work I in mean, to really. I mean, I think that, like, he's definitely setting up for where there may be, like, a big reveal at the end yeah. in terms of, like, I mean, of course you could see the world coming to life or something like yeah. that, um, which may, again, be very aesthetically beautiful and also just may kind of, like, sort of take whatever world he's sort of half-building and then, like, do go the other step, which could be kind of pretty effective. To finish the, creation, the act of creation. Yeah, but, but at the same time, uh, but again, it, so I think there may be some more effective like vi- visually and and sort of you know just in terms of realizing the sort of vision um stuff to come but i do sympathize with what you're saying about there not being a lot of underlying thematic stuff happening yeah uh and i don't think you should be shy about saying that in terms of like being afraid that someone's like well you didn't you don't know because you didn't finish it or you didn't catch <laughs> yeah. it it's like no there was the responsibility of the work to kind of like keep you you know yeah and to sort of like like give you a promise and sort of keep that promise and sort of continue to operate on that level like you can't just like you can't you know otherwise you end up like lost where even before there was the big reveal everyone knew the big reveal was gonna be bullshit yeah as soon as you saw the bear the polar (laughs) bear you're just like get the fuck out of here yeah um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I have to be honest, I haven't seen much of Lost because I didn't catch the fever when it first came out, and then I made the mistake of reading the Wikipedia page, <laughs> where it was like, everybody thought the smoke monster was nanotechnology or something, and then, like, the, the next season, they're like, it's not nanotechnology, it's a polar bear or whatever, and <laughs> yeah. I was just like, okay, they're clearly just like, we need to continue, like, stringing this mystery along as much as possible. Right, yeah, well, we don't have to do an autopsy on Lost, and I haven't watched the whole thing either, but we're just going, I'm just going with the opinion of uh, 98% of people ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh all right, well, so well, uh, when rubber meets the road, would you tell your friend to for, spend the money on it for forty bucks? I don't know. I mean, I think like I bought it for forty bucks because it was just coming out. I was excited yeah. about 
getting it, you know, start, you know, a lot of people were excited about it. I wanted to play it. And, you know, so it was worth it for me. And this also comes up with the show, right? It's fun for us to talk about things that just came out. So you're more likely to spend the extra money on a game. Uh, if you are, I guess, so if you're not playing it already, then there's no reason to spend 40 bucks. On yeah. It. Um, but yeah, I do think it's a cool game. It's, I think it's going to be, we're also in, um, so and you had just talked about Firewatch, which, uh, we have sort of friend of the show, uh, friend of the station is involved with and is a big deal around our parts. Um, and I was almost feeling bad for them and the game I think is doing great. So no need to feel bad for them. And I, you know, on Twitch, it's a, it's in, it's all, it's like half the time it's beating Hearthstone for, you know, how much it's being streamed. But, um, but, uh. Um, but they kind of they kind of came out. Yeah, like, there's a little bit of a release date. Yeah, yeah. First of all, another watch game just came like Overwatch is maybe it's still in beta, but it, it's it's out again or something. Yeah, whatever yeah. the beta reopened, so everyone's playing Overwatch. Uh, Firewatch comes out the week before Firewatch comes out, like a mysterious exploration game yeah. that's like highly critical, you know, sort of poised to be highly critically critically acclaimed comes out. Um, so there is a glut right now of of games that I think a lot of people are excited to play uh, oh and XCOM so yeah putting aside Overwatch for the nerdy like I like kind of like I want to kind of you know solve complex puzzles in a fantasy world like you know like they, there's there's a lot going on yeah, uh, yeah. right now so um so yeah, I don't think it's. I th- I do think it's for twenty bucks. I think that game's a steal. Uh, and definitely. And I think, and I think thirty bucks, you, I'd say buy it. Yeah. Forty bucks. Yeah. I was a little, I mean, forty. Yeah. The only reason you don't buy it for forty bucks is because you know you're gonna get it for thirty bucks. Yeah. You know. Uh, yes, of course. If you if you the price is never gonna go down, I'd say buy it. Um, you'll definitely get four or five hours of you know good time out of it, and then and you can you can decide Probably. how much you want to continue. Yeah. I think I'll come back to it. Um, but I just you know. Uh, you know, I, I I do I do think there's a certain wandering around point that I've gotten to that'll take me. It'll what what happens is I'll what'll happen is I'll probably dabble for another couple like a month or two, and I'll and then I'll hit on I'll start unlocking a bunch of puzzles at once, yeah. and I'll get back into it and go crazy on it for a, for another you know and get through another half of it or something. So um, anyway, I think it's a good one, um, and uh, yeah, I mean so. Coming up, so we definitely do want to do Firewatch uh, soon. I haven't even started playing it yet. I think we'll um, get a developer on the show, uh, that's, Hoverbird that's from awesome. Warm Focus, in another two weeks. So cool. That yeah, that's awesome. So uh, yeah, one of our DJs who I think is on Wednesday afternoon uh, usually. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Warm Focus um, uh, is also works for the uh, team that uh, developed Firewatch. So that'll be um, really cool to talk to him. Um, ch- I ch- you know, uh, so I, uh, I mean, you know, StarCraft is always like this background thing that I'm yeah, always paying yeah. attention to really cool stuff happening with StarCraft right now. A lot of the, uh, Brood War guys are starting to get back, uh, come back. I mean, I had kind of seen the, uh, Heart of the Storm as sort of a swarm, Heart of the Swarm. Sorry. There's so many hearts nowadays. And so many heroes. Uh, yeah, heroes of the storm, that's right. So many things that are H's inside of S's. Yeah. Uh, I had seen that as kind of a play to try to pull in a lot more. You're talking about the, Legacy of the Void anyway. Legacy of the Void, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but... I had uh, seen the new changes to StarCraft as sort of a play to pull in brood war players, because yeah. a lot of it felt way more familiar than other parts of StarCraft 2. Well, had. so... 
let me drop this bomb on you. There's an old Brewer player named Stork, I believe, who's yeah. now like a coach, and most doesn't you know sort of plays like sort of casually beat innovation. Out, wow. out of Code A or wow. Code S. So innovation is not going to Code S this season because Stork beat him. Uh, wow. So anyway, um, so so anyway, interesting also, stuff happened. I don't want to get. Yeah, go ahead. One of my friends sent me an article. I didn't get a chance to really read it uh, before today, but that uh, there's accusations that um, yes, life went to jail. Life cheated. Yeah. No, he. They took him into. They wow. Took him, I mean, I don't think he went to prison, but like, yeah, they they arrested him. Wow. Uh, wow. For uh, for. I mean, it looks like it doesn't look like he was throwing games. It looks like he was a fixer. You know, uh, like some yeah. guys were saying, like, "Hey, could you hook me up with these guys?" You know, yeah. so that we can, you know. And he was involved a little bit with matchmaking. It's not clear how much he knew or whatever. Okay. But yeah, ugly stuff. I I didn't. Yeah, I haven't heard too much about that. Um, but uh, I was. I remember. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I was shocked when I heard it. Um, that's interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, esports stuff is is getting really interesting because there's a lot of oh, you know who by the way had an esports team? Mm-mm. Martin Shkreli. <laughs> yeah, just to let you know the caliber of like people oh, in esports. Esports is an inter- interesting place where it's gonna be like it's kind of in that thing where it's like it's sports but at a low enough level that like it can be totally corrupt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the type, problem is... Like boxing or something? I don't really know enough about the beginnings of of any other sport. So, like, my point of reference is um, that uh, that movie... Oh, man, this is so bad. I, I'm not going to remember it. Um, it was Will Ferrell movie where he owns a basketball team. And You're not talking about basketball. No, no, it's before... Because I fucking love basketball. It's it's set, like, it during the formation of the NBA, and basically... Um, I mean, I think I remember there's one where he has a, where he's in a basketball uniform. Yeah, uh, it's... I mean, the movie itself is at the same caliber of basketball, but... Um, so you mean it's, like, fantastic? <laughs> Actually, I I love it, and one of the songs I love to sing to myself is a song called "Love Me Sexy," uh, which is from that movie. This is a great little Valentine's Day tidbit. <laughs> um, man, I'm not gonna find it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean I remember that movie, but anyway, the point is what? But the yeah, so sports are corrupt. Well, just just like how much of a wild west it is before there's like a single body that makes it happen. Yeah, and I think that we're definitely in there. Um, I also think that, you know, people are sort of rightfully... Uh, oh, it's called semi-pro. Yeah, that's right. Um, people are rightfully, like, trying to do a land grab, right, to set up a team that could become, like, right. you know... Be- because the other thing that that's interesting is there's been a lot of studies lately showing that... Uh, yeah. The age of gamers is finally getting older, mm-hmm. you know, it before... You know, well, basically, we have been at the crest of people who use computers, you right, know, or right. video game electronics in general. So, yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, like, when we get to retirement and there's been an entire generation. Yeah. That's like, well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with these sports, right? Is like, it's like, what's the ceiling on it? Is it, is it, is this, is it like gonna be, 
uh, of really is it is it gonna get? I mean, I, I don't think we need to make any bold predictions. It's gonna be big as big as big as baseball. But the point is, it. I mean, how many billions of dollars of an industry can it grow to be? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely has potential, especially because like all the interests are aligned. Like the yeah. game companies want to sell games. Like they there's a million people who want to be pro gamers. There, you know what I mean? Yeah. They have plenty of time to practice. Um, you people know, people are building games that are finally like interesting to watch mm-hmm. you know yeah. or at least more interesting yeah, I mean, so there's I like, yeah so there's all sorts of things that are coming together for it anyway uh we gotta go because i got art beat in 20 minutes with this is like a packed day um all right but uh thanks for coming in and yeah, thanks for uh, having me you know we'll see you next time yeah let's make this happen next week and uh definitely if you're listening tune in in two weeks it should be a blockbuster if we can line everything up <laughs> yeah man yeah we'll tune in every week man yeah every 4 30s sundays bff.fm tune in every day every minute of every day It's me, Jackie Murray. Oh, give me that look. That's right. Let's get sweaty. Let's get real sweaty. I'm talking rainforest sweaty. I'm talking swamp sweaty. Let's fill the bathtub full of sweat. All right.
is encrypted all over the world. a gusher exploding for you everything I've got rising to the top and overflowing never gonna stop now that it's going it's good to feel and it's so for real this feeling when my love is a flow my love is a gusher hey hey my love is a gusher hey hey encrypted all over the world and it be so fine each and every drop of my affection everywhere you go in every direction it's good to stream and it's good to chew and the wisdom is never curl my love is encrypted hey hey my love is encrypted hey hey my love is encrypted all over the world for you. Slipping up and falling down. The girl's got you spinning around. Did you see love in those eyes? Or was she hiding behind the disguise again? You'll hang on for the ride. She feels it inside And you keep playing it down When she's kicking your heart around You've been here before And you'll come back again Cause the road of love Is paved with banana skin
eyes first meet Already losing your feet It's time for a happy end Or else you'll be hitting back
Whenever light shines down on misery, it can only make things worse. On the day we met, she burned so bright, I was lucky as a gypsy curse. Well, she was blushing like a wedding day, with her eyes so sharp and black. And her gentle little smile was the color of blood, and she's never ever coming back. Now let me tell you, I've been up since a quarter to three, and I've been pacing back and forth through the hall. I've been thinking of the first time she took my hand, but I don't understand it at all. Whatever hopes I once kept safe and sound in a locker underneath my bed. Whatever thoughts I once kept to myself are drowned out and dead. Because she sounded like a symphony But she simply said my name And the long blue days that once were hers Are long now just the same Now let me tell you I've been up since a quarter to three And I've been pacing back and forth through the hall I've been thinking of the first time she took my hand But I don't understand it at all coming back that was bishop allen with quarter to three you're listening to the beat on bff.fm before that we had milky Wimshake with heterosexuality is a construct always good to keep in mind on days like today uh the road to love is paved with banana peels banana skins by bmx bandits and we started off with Encrypted by the Dirt Bombs off of, I think off of a 7-inch. They put out a record. There was a record that came out like last year called, oh, well, now this is listed as if you don't already have a look, which is, I think, one of their albums. But there was a record that came out called Consistency is the Enemy uh, on Cass Records that was... Oh, you know what I think it was? That was like a B-sized version, but I think the CD version of that was actually 
released by a different label and maybe has a few different songs on it. But there's a so there's a CD compilation called If You Don't Already Have a Look. And then there's a vinyl version that's different, but it has a lot of the same songs on it called Consistency is the Enemy. I think that's what's going on, but I may be wrong. Anyway, wherever it's from, that was encrypted by the Dirt Bombs. We got Artbeat coming up in just a few minutes, so it's jam action, jam and action, jam and or action packed. Um, this next song is by a guy named James Husband. He was in a band called Of Montreal, and I can only imagine that he quit because Of Montreal started sucking so bad. Uh, and so he decided to start putting out records that sounded like Of Montreal sounded when they were good. Uh, no one could be happier than me. This song is called While the Boys Went Down Under. It's James Husband on the Beat on BFF.fm.
just can't get her out of my mind And when I sleep, I visualize her I saw her in the pub I met her later at the nightclub A mutual friend introduced us We talked about the noise And how it's hard to hear your own voice Above the beat and the sub
You're listening to Art Beat on BFF.FM. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. I like how you reminded the audience that, um, was it heterosexuality is a construct? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think it's good to keep in mind. Yeah. Especially on today. Days like today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to remind myself every day, but... <laughs> but you uh, look in the mirror every morning. Yeah. Just to keep myself, you know, grounded. Yeah. And to make sure you keep constructing it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Every day is construct, new- <laughs> and it ain't gonna construct itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have work to do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go out. To Not dinner. least of all, I got Beyonce. dinner plans with Cat. Okay. We got a Prixie Fixie. You know. Oh. So that's like that's you fancy. That's huh? that's heter- heterosexual construction right there. What's you know? Alex gonna do? Well, I'm dropping her with my mom. Oh. So that's good. sort of like a May December. Yeah. Sort of female. Yeah. Uh, female to female relationship. I actually called her yesterday <laughs> and, while I was. I called her from the. Wait, car- are you making an incest joke about your daughter Not and your mother? Not really. I mean, I'm just saying it's it's a sisterhood. It is it's, a sisterhood. It's Valentine's Day. No, I actually called her yesterday because I hadn't figured out who was going to babysit my daughter, and so uh-huh. I said, "I'm uh, just wondering if you uh, if you're free for Valentine's Day, Alex would like to be your date." Aww. And she says, sure. That's a great way of uh, framing it. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Are you guys going to, like, go, like, to a, like, polyamorous Burning Man? <laughs> like, you know, fucking fuck the patriarchy, some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Uh, no, we we uh, went for a hike this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... Then uh, this evening we're gonna have dinner with um, Arno's sister and his nieces. Okay. So, well, so that's a little bit like fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we're not buying into that. Hallmark You're not buying into it. Stuff. Yeah. Although I did make Arno buy me uh, Russell Stover. Really? Just because you are a big box. fan. I do. <laughs> I I'm a big fan of um, of processed sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to miss out on an opportunity right. to like Kathy comic strip it up like <laughs> chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Ack! <laughs> you know, I get a joke. You don't have to explain. <laughs> well, joke. I don't know. It's sort of a dated reference. <laughs> Kathy um, might not be at the forefront of everybody's Kathy's minds. Cat- I also just want to say, to say chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Ack! Yeah. <laughs> Kathy, I'm sure, is having a terrible Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, she She, she looks terrible in does. that swimsuit. Oh my god. So bad. Um all right. Speaking of swimsuits, uh <laughs> so our topic for today is a music video uh in song released by Beyonce. Uh I think the day before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um People are really called, obsessed with that timing. 
Right. They're the, like, oh, brilliant. Right, right, right. She's the, performing at the Super Bowl, and then she releases a new song the day before. Can you imagine? I just don't even know how she thought of that. How did she? She was the, like, Beyonce does yeah. the darndest thing. Who is this team of geniuses who thought <laughs> she's going to be on the most watched television event of the year? Maybe we should do some, put something for sale. Yeah. Like around the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she's disrupting the music industry. Uh, that's an interesting uh, <laughs> thought in general. Like, so I was just thinking about this with Taylor Swift the, yeah. to the, uh, today. You know how there's this thing of like, Taylor Swift is no dummy. She's yeah. very savvy. Very savvy. Very savvy. And it's like, who thought she wasn't savvy? You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, what is this? Like, obs- like, what, what, like, in other words, it's the same thing, right? Like, why are we starting from the place of like, okay, I know the conventional wisdom is that Beyonce is a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Who is just like, has no idea that her music is for sale. But yeah. in this case, she had a stroke of genius. Right. Yeah, and confounded all expectations. I do think that there is... Some conception that, like, from the 90s, that, like, the Britney Spears and Sync generation were manufactured by, yeah. like, production geniuses who just um, had some formula and that the stars themselves had no agency. I don't know if that's ever really been true, though. Well, or if, if it's ever really been... I think, yeah, it's always been partially true right. and still is. Right. But, um, but... But people go in waves of how much they like to focus on that. Yeah, yeah, um, right. And people are focusing on that a lot about these guys, and I don't know their names, but people love talking about them. Max something, and these like these like European right. dudes yeah. that like produce every mastermind song. it. Yeah, and like people love like there was just like a big expose on the this these not expose but like a big profile piece where you again uh, uh, like we're as a generation supposed to have our minds blown for like the fourteenth time over the same thing. Thing, which yeah. is that like that like Beyonce doesn't show up alone into a studio and write write and record her own songs by right. play, like, and with her buddies that are playing the instruments right. or something. Right. Um, I guess like embedded in that because we're a feminist beat, I have to point out that it's sort of like coming from a sexist got, place. We gotta like, stop. We gotta like stop. this is one of those things where like you know I like I started saying tight as a joke and uh-huh. then I started and then I said it so much that now I just say tight. I know. Um, it's like yeah, so people are gonna get confused. Like we're not actually uh, we don't consider ourselves like feminist beat yeah for some reason we're being we feel the compulsion to self-deprecate by like calling ourselves well, out the point on- is we end up just talking about politics and 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 uh gender and race most of the time but anyway because so, that's what's important right uh yeah. well it's the only angle of art that i really have any so anyway nobody's saying like can you believe uh well i guess people say it but it's not in the same way when they're like jay-z is a Right, real he's a master, master of marketing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, people do point out that he's like a jack of all trades, and he's got right. all these different businesses and stuff. But, but they're like, can a... you believe Taylor Swift, a blonde girl, right. writes her own music? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And then, of course, yeah, music. yeah. And so they, so that's yeah, that, that, that that's that's a definite um, element. And, and there's a. There's there are, when I was listening to the song, so I was watching the video, and I think you know there's a lot to talk about the video. I thought about I was thinking about the song itself, yeah, 
because I'm a music fan. Right. And I'm not particularly a video fan. Uh-huh. Um, and the song itself is like, it's a kind of an odd pastiche of, uh, I don't even know if that's the right word. It's like an odd, it's like just sort of like a, yeah, I guess it's I right would word. describe it's, it as a pastiche. Yeah, it's, it's, there's no real structure to the song. Right. It's kind of like just a, a series of like little elements and, and I, and I actually was thinking and I would like to do some more research into, um, uh, how that song was made and like yeah. you know you, yeah. if the word written even is are even hard to use in terms right. of the song um and it's weird right because uh, one of the things that's happening in the way that people are releasing music in this way where mm-hmm. it's just kind of like coming out of nowhere is that it was released as a video not right. as a song so we didn't actually have a chance to get used to the song yeah uh it, before seeing the video right. everyone's talking about the video and yeah, I'd be interested to know, like, sort of how, whether the song, like, whether she, you know, who her collaborators were with the song and what other things that they've done. Because there's right. a lot going on in the song that, like the video, is very much about, like, pushing certain cultural buttons. Yeah. And sort of saying things about who she is and, like, you know, what, you know, the context in which she's seen and right. stuff like that. Right, right. Well, one uh, yeah. part of the pastiche is borrowing from or sampling like bounce music and uh, messy Maya and Big Frigia. Right. And I was kind of wondering if it started there, and then because of that, she went with conceptually like using New Orleans as a backdrop, mm-hmm. or if they right came again, together. like it's like it's like whether the song was even designed separately from the video, right? You win, right. Which, which yeah, we'd have to look sort of into. They, I mean, the person who directed the video is a sort of famous video, video director. director. Yeah. Um, I, I would doubt that she was involved with the writing of the song. Yeah, but there is a lot. I mean, there is a lot. So talk a little bit about the video. And you brought up this messy Maya thing, which I I didn't know anything about this yeah. person, but I, I I saw that, and then I looked up this messy Maya and actually watched some of her videos, and I thought that was a fascinating angle, for a couple of reasons. One of which is just like the whole queer right element. So right. anyway, talk about the video a little bit and what you thought of it. Yeah, well, I thought it was a really beautiful video, like very visually striking and like captivating, and I appreciate that she's like calling attention to um just reminding us what uh kanye west pointed out at the time of katrina that like our government doesn't doesn't care care about about black people people. Yeah. yeah And uh, and then like tying it into the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement, so I liked that. But then I've read like a lot of sort of darker criticism where, you know, the the last line of the song is like "Stay gracious, best revenge is your paper." So she's mm-hmm. still like very much operating within this like structure of capitalism right. and the lyrics of the song have a lot to do with consumerism. Yeah. And- yeah. So I wonder if we read the same article on like IndieWire or something, which was written. I don't by, like, know. I read like 12 but- articles about yeah. it. No, I mean, there was a specific one that was hitting on those points, but, um, yeah, but, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, so in, in, in addition to the sort of a lot of New Orleans imagery and Black Lives Matter imagery, then there's also this sort of sa- like slave South imagery, yes. right? Yeah, and and also in the song, there's like this self-proclaimed Southern kind of right. like 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 Southern roots country kind of stuff. Um, it, it was 
Yeah, I mean, there's kind of so much to talk about. I'm kind of... Uh, uh, it's really hard to know where to start. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that... Um, I think that the, the, those criticisms... So, yeah, when, when I was... When I watched the video, having sort of been out of touch with a lot of the criticism, like, you know, right. and so it's one of those things where you look up the article and the first article you find says, everyone's already said all there is to say about this video, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know, so I had to, like, go back and, like, try right. and find, like, some of the first articles or some of the sort right. of, like, the take that What's was... What's being reacted Yeah, as to. opposed to the take on the take on the take on the take, um, but... Uh, but, you know, I do think that that kind of those darker criticisms, I don't know. I watched the video and I was sort of affected just by like, it. I think it was strong enough and powerful enough mm-hmm. that I kind of like finished it and was like, thumbs up. Like, yeah. I was like, you definitely like hit a lot of things and like pushed a lot of buttons and took some risks yeah. and like. You made, you know, you t- you made some bold moves that I'm sure that, like, are definitely possible. Like, they're definitely, right. like, putting yourself in the line of fire for criticism. Right. But you did so in a powerful enough way where I have to sort of be like, okay, yeah. let me think about that for a second. As opposed to, like, I can dismiss it by just being like, oh, well, she doesn't realize that, like, it, you know, whatever. You know, right. You know what I mean? In other words, it was, it was kind of like there was enough uh, going on there that I was like, okay... People are going to criticize this, but I don't think that like it could be instantly dismissed by criticism. It's no. just simply like it the that because of it's definitely going to engender or in, you know it's going to create a lot of criticism. Right, and I mean the the sort of darkest, most cynical interpretation would be that she's just capitalizing on right, so pro- the central yeah, yeah. theme of Co-opting, black culture, yeah. which is like, hey, wake up, we're being abused by the police. Um, but I think that I don't think that's true, and I think that she probably really does care. Like she'd be like psychotic if she didn't actually care about Black Lives Matter right, or right. like the victims of Katrina. Um, and I know like people keep pointing out that she's donated a lot of money to various causes right, right. and helped bail out like Black Lives Matter protesters in Baltimore and stuff. So she's doing. She's she yeah. is a legitimate activist, and so I'm okay with that. It's just like, as far as I could tell, a lot of the criticism from the left was or progressive side was just that, like she could be doing more. She could be crediting, yeah. Uh, well, like and this Nessie is the Maya funny, yeah. specifically, and oh, there really? are all these little things where she didn't quite go far enough, but the people who are really mad are like right-wing people so then i feel like the video did its job <laughs> right right yeah so on the left side it's kind of like oh like i'm sorry that like this pop like wildly popular pop like incisive pop music video wasn't progress wasn't like impeccably progressive enough for like a Right. Upper class white professor at a liberal arts college. Or something. <laughs> it's kind of like such an irrelevant criticism. The stuff on the right. So like, I'm interested actually. Like, so I did hear that some people were referring to the fact that uh, I didn't watch the Super Bowl performance, but uh, but I know that there was like black black uh, panther uh, regalia. Yeah, I, I have. I did hear that. Oh, some and the have... the other criticism is of the Super Bowl performance, which is like a that she's participating at all. B, that she's, Again. like, appropriating uh, Black Panther garb when the Black Panthers wanted to, like, do everything they could to, like, overthrow, basically, like, capitalist 
hegemony. Like they would have tried to shut, ah, shut down the Super Bowl. I like see. Beyonce should have staged a protest at the Super right, Bowl, right. not saying at all. Again, when when all of the liberal arts professors were asked to to perform at the Super Bowl, they all turned it down yes. because they have integrity. <laughs> They care about the founders of yeah. the Black Panther movement. Yeah, when all the the white fifty seven year olds liberal arts professors were asked, they were like, "Fuck you, fuck the man." Um, and then they work went to work at like institutions that are probably funded by like trusts from like the oldest whitest men in America. Yeah, but anyway, right. um, so the right so, wing. No, is- so anyway, so okay. Well, I mean, and you know, whatever. Um, uh, professor's gonna professor um, the right. So the right wing criticism. So I have heard that it was referred to as a hate crime, which is exciting. Um, uh-huh. uh, by uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, just that the performance is a hate crime, and and so therefore people are uh, boycotting the NFL um, in the <laughs> in the off season. Um, <laughs> so they didn't boycott it when the NFL like turned a blind eye to all those like domestic violence right, right. guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so putting so but what is the thrust of the right wing? It's just freaking out in general. Yeah, I haven't paid enough attention to it, but I think it's like, oh, she's disrespecting cops by mm-hmm. holding up a sign that says like she, her dancers held up a sign um, that said justice for shoot i'm blanking on his name i feel Tamir rice or trayvon martin i know there was trayvon martin's birthday on february 5th baltimore guy i think oh eric martin eric let's move on yeah i feel really guilty no i mean there have been so many there are so many victims it's hard to keep uh but anyway um there also is a so that yeah so let's talk about the police thing there also is a, a scene in the uh, video where there's like a little black kid like dancing right. in front of a line of cops and the line of cops kind of put their hands up. Yeah. The thing that I thought was so one of the thing the themes that I thought was in this video was like really cool and really interesting was sort of thinking about conceptions of power. Yeah. In yes. sort of mainstream black culture and in hip hop culture. Um uh, well, and I wish I should say mainstream black pop culture, not mainstream like what black what normal black Americans think, but right. I think, but pop um, culture, but yeah. yeah, but um, you know, and this kind of a little bit comes back to our conversation about Hamilton and uh, yeah. in terms of what we were talking about, how I was saying that like there's this idea of like what like the the black people are questing for true power because yeah. like. They don't want bullshit power because people will actually give them bullshit power. Right. They want actual power. That's what, like, the Bottom Bitch Feminism article was about. Which is what? Um... Well, this was based on Beyonce's, like, last album where everybody was like, oh, my God, Beyonce is such a feminist. And there was this professorial article being like, she's not a real feminist. She's a, a, like, Bottom Bitch is from... Um, a, ter- a prostitution term. So mm-hmm. the the bottom bitch is the one who like enforces what the pimp's needs are and mm-hmm. keeps the rest of the prostitutes like sort of in check. So it's this fake symbolic power, mm-hmm. but you're not actually elevating anyone's status. And mm-hmm. so in like claiming feminism, but then still like 
self-objectifying, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be too apologetic. No, I mean, I don't want to be too apologetic by just like like for Beyonce by like just throwing off all of these things from from the left. But I do think it's kind of like one of those things where you're just like, well, yeah, it's not it's not a piece of art that was conceived to evade to hit every single right note and evade any criticism right it was created to kind of create these you know some some of these criticisms so it's kind of a little bit trite to just sort of go through these yeah sort of like expound on exactly the buttons it was trying to push in the first place right right. and I, i mean there is that you know so there is that dichotomy right between like i'm rich and uh i I can't afford these luxury goods and yeah. stuff. And I'm also like, f- like I'm from the street culture. I right. have this sort of like danger or edge to me right? Um, where I'm threatening in some way that like yeah. other people might not be. Um, then, and then there's also like whether or not she is sort of lifting anyone else up or whether she, in, in other words, right. whether it's about her or about women in general, yeah. or people in general, I think it's an interesting question and it's an interesting it's a question that I like I kind of I kind of go either way when I'm looking when I'm watching the video so like there is for example there is this part well there the, like there is the when the kid is dancing in front of the cops yeah and that kid is awesome yeah and then you're like uh and then you're like and then I think that's right when she says like you could be the next Bill Gates right and then she says, I could be the next Bill Gates. Right. And you're like, wait, so is this... A, and, and so there's a couple reasons that that's interesting. One is just like, is it about you or is it about other people? But also like, you... Like, can you be the next Bill Gates? Because you're a pop singer. Right. Which is like... And then you have to... I have to think about that for a second. Because it's like, well, yeah, I mean, Bob... Bill Gates is a software designer. It's not like he's like... Uh, right. He's not like he's like, you know... I think she's talking about philanthropy. Yeah. That's yeah, my, yeah. like, yeah, positive I think that's right. interpretation. Especially since, like, especially she's not since, like, saying, it's like... It's not 15 years ago. Right. When she says you could be a black Bill Gates in the making, she might be saying, like, hey, go learn programming. Like, right. You could do anything. But when she's saying I could be... Maybe she's saying... No, hey, I think I that's right. Still, like, I think that's right. And again, it's about, like, true. what's true power, right? I mean, this yeah. is, like, when, when, when the richest men alive think about true power, they're thinking about, like, you know, this came up with Mark Zuckerberg and his big right. pledge to give all this money you know you know i mean that's sort of like the the next step after becoming the richest man alive is like sort of that institutional power right like you know setting up society and 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 that stuff but i guess my point is sort of is she is this supposed to be an anthem Uh about people and and their sort of they're realizing actualizing their power or is this supposed to be a song about how she's really powerful Right. And I mean, it's fine if it's both. But yeah, it's like, it can you be know, both. Yeah. I And I think that if it's a song, even if it is a song about how she's really powerful, it's in, it's in meant to inspire other right. people. Yeah. And like her, she's, a lot of the song that I enjoy is like her twisting tropes of male hip hop artists uh-huh. and like um, sexualizing, like objectifying men basically, uh-huh. which is, I don't know, like, maybe fighting fire with fire and not that positive but it's still kind of cool like she's like he he fucked me good I take his ass to Red Lobster (laughs) and like she's like and Red Lobster's sales went up 30% 
Oh, this yeah. week, and then uh, the other good line good is Valentine's like, Day. maybe they have a. She's like, I might get your song played on the radio station, the, and that was that's a very cool moment, yeah, right? Because yeah. that's what, and that's what Jay Z says stuff like that all the time, right? And like that's real again. That's like that's real power, like right. of being like, yeah, if you play your cards with me right, like I'm the right. gatekeeper, right? Right. You know, and that's a, and that's first of all, that's fucking true yeah first of all it's like the, you know one look from beyonce can get you right. a long way and then two like yeah that's an incredibly powerful like incredibly right. like convincing display of power right and everybody's always like she makes more money than her husband and she's just like yes i do haha mm. i don't know that's kind of cool that she doesn't that she doesn't hide that, like right. she doesn't downplay it. And she doesn't yeah, worry about I mean, it. yeah, I think it's like I, I, I think the in general, like again, with before reading any criticism or mm-hmm. any any hot takes on it, like I just watched yeah. it and I was like, definitely in terms of like the other stuff I see, yeah, you know what I mean. Like everyone's like, oh, you, you'll never believe how great this new Lady Gaga video is. Right, I watch it and I'm like, no, um, this I thought was really. Yeah. Uh, incredible. I also, you know, just a quick word about the director. Um, her, She had won a Grammy for uh, the Rihanna video, uh-huh. Hopeless Place, right. which was a very cool video. I remember seeing it and just being like, it's just really cool the way that they kind of like are getting into like this weird heroin club kid yes. look yeah. with like hip hop music that just yeah. doesn't, it's not, it's like a sort of a, not, not an o- obvious fit, but then it really works. Right. And this, the scenes, I think the, the sort of slave scenes yeah. where they're dancing and she's in that outfit and they're in the sort of manner you know the yeah sort of, invoking the antebellum thing right. was really it's, powerful because it's, really it's sort of directly cool. confronting the history of the south yeah and, like the elephant in the room and like hey this is still happening yeah which is like it kind of did make that point where i was like yeah you know i was thinking about i mean of course you you know it's silly to say but you know, I did. Kind of, it did kind of bring that to the fore. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should wrap up because it is time to go. But uh, thank you for joining me once again. Yeah. Shout out to Cat for who suggested up with this, concept. this concept, and uh, I'm going to double her salary and hire her as our producer. Very cool. Um, <laughs> everybody have a happy Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day, whichever you desire, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the beat on BFF.fm.